This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you if you've landed a leadership role through no fault of your own and now need to find out what you should be doing. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and have been there and know what it feels like and made all the mistakes. In each episode, I'll be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. You'll find out why they do what they do and take away some top tips you can use to become a more confident leader. For more content and to keep in touch with how the project is developing, go to www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. If you have any comments about the episode, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. So let's crack on with the show. Today, I'm talking to Chris Marr. Chris is a multi-award winning entrepreneur and believes content marketing is the only way to set business leaders free from the world of mediocre interruption marketing. Chris is the founder and driving force behind the Content Marketing Academy, the UK's largest membership organization of its time. He is raising the bar on talent curation, leadership, personal development, and community building. His pioneering work has changed the lives of hundreds of businesses all through the power of content marketing. Hope you enjoy this chat we had about marketing leadership, and I'll catch you all on the other side. Chris, welcome to the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Thanks, Mark. It's really good to be here. Thanks for having me along. Appreciate it. I asked you on because um, you are part of the inspiration for this podcast um, season, being that I've been a member of your CMA yeah. uh, um, Content Marketing Academy, and you can obviously expand on that when we join our conversation. Um, and I also picked up, you were talking about some a topic about marketing leadership, which is our topic um, we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, uh, firstly, I'd like to know, I'm sure the, the listeners would like to know, why you do what you do and what was the pivotal moment that took you down this path? Yeah. Um, so I guess my day-to-day job is a teacher. I teach. I get, that's, that's, that's what I do day in, day out. It's what I love. It's what I love to do the most. Um, I just happen to be a teacher in, all, in marketing as well. You know? So I'm spending a lot of my time working with business owners, and and, and uh, marketers about um, about marketing generally, trying to develop marketing in organisations, trying to develop marketing roles and marketing functions in organisations, and specifically teaching people how content marketing can grow their enterprise, their business, or organisation. Um, so I spend most of my time doing that. Um, it's the company's called the Content Marketing Academy. We're based in Scotland. I'm based in Dundee. I work permanently from home. It's my home office I'm in, in just now as well. And I guess the pivot, pivotal moment. That's a big question. Um, the, if I go back, if I go back, I think the most pivotal time was when I, was, I used to work in a management role at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, home of golf. And that role really, I really developed in the final years of that in the organization, I developed my own job, essentially. They created a job for me. I got to develop that role and it became very much a leadership role. So I had multiple departments, about 100 people working in across all these departments, including management level as well. And a big part of that role then started to become about just about uh, customer experience, and that obviously involves team uh, development, and you know, trying to just create this great environment for our team to work in, but just so that we could actually 
uh, provide a, an amazing service for our customers as well. So we had bars and cafes and we had uh, an exclusive events venue. All of that stuff was happening. So naturally what happened was my some attention started to lean towards marketing and sales. And, and the big part of that was uh, team development and leadership too. So those things, they go, to me, they go hand in hand. If you want to have a great customer experience, you want to do great marketing, you want to be world-class communicators, then your team absolutely needs to get involved in that too. So I think that all just went, all just went in that direction. I started writing a blog on those topics. Um, and as soon as I started to reach out more outside the organization, Mark, that's when it started to hit me that you know maybe I could... I could build my own thing around this. So I started my first blog in 2010, but marketing really became a thing for me in sort of 2007, 2008. That's when Facebook and Twitter and everything sort of started to take shape and take more hold in the UK. And so it's really from that point forward. So we're talking about sort of anywhere sort of 10 to 12 years ago. And but hap- the thing is, Mark, it's like hard to pin down a pivotal moment. I think the pivotal moment was was that three years or so of trying to like explore that area. Um, so it wasn't really like you know when I want to grow up, I want to be a marketer type thing. <laughs> it was more like it just sort of happened through discovery and challenging myself and then finding something that I was really interested and passionate about. And once I figured that out, I read every book. I went to all the conferences. I tried to, you know, basically just like a sponge, try to just take it all in. And then over a period of maybe, I don't know, five or six years, we bring it up to speed. You know, we find ourselves sort of leading that conversation now. So that's, I think that's, you know, and long story short, that's, that's, where, it all, wow. that's where it all kind of happened. Wow, I never realised that background you had with leadership at the university. So that's really interesting. So you're in a, you're in a great place to talk about leadership, and um, particularly we're talking about marketing leadership here. And a yeah. lot of people might be you know they're listening to this thinking, well, what has um, leadership got to do with marketing? But um, mm. I've learned um, mainly from what you put out is actually you know marketing isn't just about having a department; it's about having a, a marketing ethos that runs through the through the business. Is, is that right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're, if you're a, it's absolutely right. So let's, let's take an example, like a typical organization, right? Let's say they've got 200 staff, um, a couple of different offices in the country. Let's, let's say, say argument is something like that. So it's kind of like a medium sized enterprise, you could say. Typically what we find is that the marketing department is one or two people, right? They've got maybe hundreds of staff, but marketing is only one or two people. So like it's obvious, I guess, from for anyone to see that there's absolutely no way that two people are going to be able to do all all of the marketing for the company. They might be responsible for it, like to make sure it actually happens. But in order to 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 create uh, marketing that really works and really connects with their audience and their potential customers, then it's a case that, like the marketer needs to be able to see themselves as a leadership role. Um, so that they can bring the whole company together. And naturally what that means is that, you know, it creates a, a whole bunch of challenges for marketers to think like this. So typically they work on their own or in isolation or in a small team. They're not really involved with the strategic development of the company. In other words, they're not really sure exactly what the company is trying to achieve in terms of like how we want our products and services to be sold or to grow or to develop or what markets we're going into. And they're kind of like always on the back foot. So and I'm speaking in gener- generalities here, what's most common, obviously it's not the case for all organizations, but in order to improve that, uh, improve that scenario and, or to change the narrative around that story, 
the marketer needs to be able to see themselves as a leader. In other words, someone that can communicate with all departments, can get buy-in across the organization, can see it as their responsibility to communicate, not just to their boss or to their line manager or whoever it is they report to, but actually see their, their, their uh, role as more sort of is, is a sort of lateral role across the company. And that, and that means that we're going to have to develop those leadership skills and those coaching skills. And, and uh, I think when people see this, it changes their perspective about what it is to be a marketer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, um, and the thing I was going to mention in that respect is that um, every business, whether they realize it or not, has a personality. Uh, I talk mm. about business personality with a lot of my clients and, and what is the business personality and marketing has got such a big role to play in that, isn't it? And whether you've got a conscious decision that you've made about what that personality is or whether it's just something that happens, it, it exists, doesn't it? And I think yes. I, I, where, from where, I, where I've come from is, is that marketing is about, uh, especially when it comes to content marketing, it's about bringing out the personality in the organisation, whether it's a business, whether it's a, whether it's a, you know a charity. It's about bringing that personality out, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you got to think. So the the next question, Mark, is look, why do we need to bring the personality out in our organisation? Mm. Why is that important? And the and this is this is the this is the this is the key. A lot of organisations say, well, we want. Uh, to build more of a relationship with our prospective customers before they find us or when they're discovering us for the first time. We want to make sure that they get to know us, that they can trust us, right? Trust us enough to want to buy from us. And we're, you know, now we're in 2019. So a lot of that, a lot of that chat happens around things like video, right? We talk a lot about video podcasts just now. It's the same sort of thing, right? Trying to make sure we're doing the right type of content right now that's video how do we build us with our customers really quickly and video is like a, a natural um, place to go with that conversation but the, the key thing here is to ask well, why do we want our team to be involved in marketing why do we want them to be part of our communication strategies why is it so important that we embrace this culture this marketing culture as an organization and ultimately it comes back to uh, as organizations when we look at our competition one of the major factors is who can build trust the quickest, right? It's not necessarily about the size of the organization or the resources. Um, and obviously that your product or your service has to be good. That goes without saying, but ultimately who builds trust the quickest with their prospective customers is going to have a better chance of getting that customer. And that's what content marketing is ultimately about. So if we say to an organization or someone in the organization, let's say it's the marketer says, I really think we should be exploring the possibilities or the opportunities we'd have with content marketing why so we can uh, build more trust with our customers how we need to get everybody involved in this thing if we really want to make it work how do we do that well the marketer needs to bring all of that together and that's where the leadership part comes in mm, yeah and also um what i've started to think about recently also marketing is about starting to help our potential clients isn't it it's part, part of that process so if we start to help them then that builds trust and then what comes from that is maybe they want to do more work with this or maybe they've you've, you've helped them enough that they might you might they might recommend you to somebody else but it's marketing is about helping people isn't it 
Yeah, it's about helping people, but let's. I think we need to be clear here as well. Mm. It's like helping them with what exactly, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of content we could put out here that is educate people and entertain people and make them, um, I don't know, make them smarter, for example, or make them laugh or make them feel something, right? There's so much content, but what the, the school of thought that we come from in CMA, and, and you know this too as well, Mark, is that it's we're trying to help our prospective customers to make a confident buying decision, right? There's lots of ways and lots of schools of thought around what content marketing is for me and for what we teach. It's using content to help a prospective customer make a confident buying decision. In other words, helping them to feel confident through that whole process. So when we create content, we're answering, we're answering their questions, we're trying to solve their problems, we're helping them we're helping to build a relationship with that prospective customer so that they will contact us. So they want to do work with us and they want to be our customer. That's really what we're, we're trying to achieve with content. Mm. I think it's worth um, mentioning at this point, the importance of the, um, the zero moment of truth and how that fits in uh, for those yeah. people that don't know what that is. I think it's worth you putting your uh, expert um, spin on that. Sure. Yeah. So on average, 70% of the buying decision is made online before someone contacts a business for the first time. So you just got to think about this, right? 70% of the buying decision that someone makes is made online before they contact a business for the first time. Now, you may think, well, 70% seems quite high. You might think 70% seems quite low. In your perspective industry, it might be higher or lower, right? But the principle remains. What What we're really saying here is that we, as consumers, I mean, look at your own buying behavior. As consumers, we are savvy. We don't want to be ripped off. We want more control of the buying process. We don't really like being sold to, especially sold to badly. So the way that we get over that, and because we've got access to the internet and all the information at our fingertips, we're able to do our research, especially when it's something we want to buy. So we're taking, you know, we're taking a risk. We want to spend our money on something, whether it's a service or a product, whether it's B2B, B2C, whether it's a big business, a small business, it doesn't really matter. The thing that we want to buy, we want to make sure we make the right buying decision for us because we don't want to be ripped off. We don't want to have buyer's remorse. We want to make sure we make the right decision. And the, the reality is, is that we're able to do that now with the internet. Now, the, the kicker here is when your prospective customer is looking for the information to help them make that buying decision, that is in that zero moment of truth, 70% of the buying decisions made online before someone contacts a business for the first time. The, the sort of million dollar question is when they're in that zone, that moment, do they find you, right? So when someone is looking, f- when someone is researching the information around making that buying decision, can they find you when they've never heard of you before is the real question we're asking here. And that's the zero moment of truth. That's something that we teach, Mark. It's also something that you could do. You know, you, if you listen to my podcast, for example, I take you through some exercises and, and to be able to get some ideas around what that might look like for your company. So what we're asking ourselves here is when someone's researching information to help them make a good buying decision, what questions are they asking? What problems do they have? What objections do they have? Where are they getting that information from? And ultimately, could it be you? Is it possible for them to find that information from you? That's the zero moment of truth. Yeah. And, and what I'm, 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 I'm preempting here, but people that are listening to this in a leadership position will think yet another thing that 
I am got to take responsibility for. But it's not that really, is it? What we think, what we're saying here is, and you've already mentioned it, is that if you have a culture where everybody's involved with this process, with this, um, you know, being marketing is about everybody's responsibility, not just the marketing department. Uh, and, and spreading that workload so that everyone can chip in uh, and do their part. And I, I think um, it'd be worth you um, expanding on some of the things that maybe other departments that aren't actually the marketing department, what could they do to help the overall marketing of a business or an organisation? Yeah, I mean, whether everybody really knows it or not, they all have a responsibility for marketing. Like everybody has a name badge with the brand name on it, or they have a uniform with the brand name on it, or they're taking phone calls, or they're dealing with suppliers, or there's everything from the janitor right up to the CEO of the company is communicating in some way already, right? Somehow. So whether it's in your contract or not, do you have some kind of responsibility for how you communicate with others about the company? Right? Does that, does, do you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. It's just about it's just about getting clarity in the company. Like this, this is a cultural change for a lot of organisations. Is to help everybody in the organisation understand why they have a responsibility for marketing, and then how they can then support the company to be more successful. If we can get everybody in the organisation to understand and see see it for themselves that. Oh yeah, if we if I do my part to help the organization to be successful, then I'm going to be more successful as a result. I'm I'm going to get more from that, more job satisfaction, perhaps even keep my job for longer, maybe even add some skills to my own CV that I can take to other companies too. There's every time we talk about this, Mark, every time we talk about this with companies and workshops and things like that, there's all there's never once we get to the end of it, it's all upside. Everybody mm. wins. And that's, that's what we need to, to be able to see is that this is a win-win for everybody from the top to the bottom and for the organization as a whole is everybody can do their part. And there's lots of things that they can do. So the, the whole, the, the sort of philosophy here is if, if the organization can be more successful, then I will be successful as a result. So it's trying to find ways to get uh, companies and organizations to just think a little bit bigger picture and a little bit differently about how they approach their work. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yes it absolutely does. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I've, I've been listening to your stuff for, for some time now and highly recommend uh, people check out your podcast and your other content, obviously. Um, and what I'm, what I'm coming from is from a leadership position how can you get that message out? How can you encourage people that maybe haven't been to one of your workshops? How can you make them understand that just by doing their little bit, rather, you know, maybe over and above just answering the phone and doing the things that they should be doing, how can they get involved with creating content, you know, like the, you know, audio, video or blogs or something? How do, how do you do that? Yeah, so... Not, normally what we would do, we would work with leaders and marketers on this specific problem and involve the team at another, another point in the future. So there's a couple of exercises that you can do. So if you're a leader or a marketer and you're listening to this, um, what the, one of the first exercises you want to do is start to write down a sort of dream team in-house marketing team. Right. So you can start to. So what we would do is we start with three groups of people. So we'd think about actors. Who in the organization do we feel would be really strong on camera? 
right? In terms of performance, confidence, really know what they're talking about. You know, those types of people. Come up with a list of people you'd love to have on camera. Um, we'd also look at people we would we think would be great at writing, right? So maybe naturally they already write a lot of content as part of their role internally, or they're just, they're just really eloquent in terms of how they approach writing. So who would those be? Because those people could potentially help us to write content for our website or our blogs or some part of our marketing communication. Who do we see in our organization that are experts? Like they've got really great expert knowledge around a specific topic. What could we do to harness their expertise? How could we get their information from them? Um, and who do we know in the organization that are ideas people? In other words, when we have them around the table, they can, they've got some great ideas to help us develop our content for our prospective customers and grow our business. So what we start to do is we start to bring people to the table that have a certain skill set or ability to help. Now, obviously, one of the things that people say, Mark, when you, you say, like, okay, I think you'd be great on camera. I want you to help us do some marketing. And they go, well, that's not my job. I'm already busy. <laughs> I'm already busy doing all the stuff that I get paid to do. Why should I come and help you to do marketing? So this is where we have this first challenge, right? Is that in other words, what we need to do is we need to get people to we need to get people to buy into our idea or to buy into this new thing. So let's say, for example, it's video. And we want a bunch of people to get on camera and share their expertise or answer a specific question, right? Might naturally have a kickback on that. I don't have the time. I don't feel confident. There may be loads of reasons why people don't want to get on camera. And our job, this is where the leadership part comes in, Mark, as leaders and, and essentially coaches, you know, we should have these skill sets as leaders. This is a thing that I've been talking to marketers about a lot, Mark, is that yep, you might be great technically at marketing, but really what's going to have the biggest impact on your organization is your ability to get people to buy in to whatever you want them to buy into, right? So in this case, let's imagine it's video. So having coaching skills to get people to buy into doing this, not just because, not, not because uh, they have to, because they want to and because you want them to enjoy it the whole process too and that's the bit that we are finding is the biggest gap marketing about lots of ideas they always want more people involved in marketing leaders want the whole organization to be involved in marketing where they struggle is the balance between uh, the leader coming in and saying right all of you you're going we've got a camera here get on video right i want you to answer this question you do this question and you do this you do this you do this versus getting them to to almost like you want them to believe that it's their idea, right? So that's that's the that's the gap. Is is how do we how do we go from telling people what to do in our organization to almost coaching them into thinking that it's their own idea so that they buy into it. So for example, Mark, let's take a, a brief example. Let's say we're talking to um I know we're talking to uh, Barbara. Uh, she is a um an expert in tax relief in an accountant's company. Let's see, sake of argument, right? Um, this is coming off the top of the head here. Um, we've got, we speak to Margaret and Margaret, we say to Margaret, Margaret, tell us a little bit about your goals for this year. What you hope to achieve? Well, X number of clients, X number of uh, pounds in sales and profits for the company. And what are you doing just now to help you to get more customers? Blah, blah, blah. I've got this, I'm doing that. Is there anything you're feeling like is a real challenge for you at the moment in terms of getting new customers? Well, I'm really struggling to do this, do that. What, what are your competition doing? What are other people doing just now to get customers that you're not doing? Well, one of those things is video. Right. So I'm cutting a long story mm -hmm. short here, but 
Margaret, what if we helped you as a marketing department, helped you to create video that you could communicate with your customers? Do you think that would be of benefit to you? Just say something like, that would be amazing. What can you do? And then you can get into a conversation. Well, what do you think your challenges will be around video? How can we help you overcome them? And ultimately get her to tell you that she needs video. And then for you to say, we're going to help you with that. Does that make sense? It's like the opposite way around. And instead of saying, we're doing video now, the boss says we all need to do video. So let's do video. Let's get into a room together and do video. We're saying, we want people to do more video, but first of all, we have to get them to tell us. Right. And that's the gap. That's where the leadership skill, the coaching skill comes in. You're starting to see that if marketers are armed with coaching and leadership skills and communication skills like this, Mark, they're able to have a far greater impact in the organization and able to do work that has greater purpose within the organization. In other words, they're able to help the organization to create content that ultimately gets customers and adds to the bottom line, which for a mm -hmm. marketer, is like the ultimate, right? Is to be able to create content and feel like you walk home from work every day that, yeah, we did something today that's it's truly growing the organization. And what I love about this more than anything is actually it's bringing separate departments together, isn't it? It's the people that are actually doing the stuff and the marketers working together as opposed to just working in their silos, just doing their bit and hoping that, you know, it sort of works together eventually. Yeah. The sooner you can get people to work together and obviously the people that deliver the the, um, in this, this instance, you know, the accounting service, if they understand how the marketing fits in, they're far more likely to embrace it. Because let, let's face it, I, I come from a retail background. I had no experience of marketing. Well, I, I, was, I had experience of advertising, and that's what I sort of linked marketing to. Now I've experienced what marketing is and particularly what content marketing is. I've got a far better idea of where it fits in. And I, you know, I wish I had this information sort of 10, 15 years ago, because you can use this uh, to, you know, to make marketing part of the, the ethos. And I think that's the thing that I've learned from, um, from my experience of, you know, reading books. And I think um, when we talk about books, uh, one of the books that um, changed my idea of what marketing was, was um, they ask you answer by Marcus Sheridan, and I know he's a friend of yours, and you recommend mm -hmm. that book. And I, I'd highly recommend people to listen, uh, read yeah. that book or listen to it. You can listen to it as well, just, I guess. Just, just like stop what you're doing right now. Mm. Buy the book. Yeah. Yes. Read the book. It's like, what's that? Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not making enough sense, read that book. I'm sure. Hopefully, from what we're talking about <laughs> on that book, we'll understand where marketing should fit in. It's not advertising, it's actually helping, it's getting your personality out there, lots of things, but the more you can get people involved yeah. with it, the better, I think. Yeah, so this, pod, this, this chat that we're having is like a mm. primer for the Ask You Answer the book by Marcus Sheridan. There's a new, it's actually a new version coming out as well, Mark, uh, version right. two. Um, it's got, um, I think it's got like 20,000 more words, more case studies, all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be another version coming out just shortly. And it just shows you that, the, that what we're talking about here is not a, tactical thing like so for example if you listen to this podcast in like five years time it should still be relevant and that's my a big part of my ethos and approach to marketing mark as well is that we want to be teaching things that people can can use time and time again in other words we're not talking about tactics here we're talking about like t age old principles and how we approach communication. And that's where we need to be and focusing I, I a lot of our time and energy on creating skills within workplaces that um, are embedded in principles 
um, instead of focusing on all the tactics all the time because um, it's tiring and a lot of it doesn't work. But when we come back to the principles, we can always rely on them because they're principles. Yes. And something I picked up recently that Marcus mentioned was rather than having a sales and a marketing department, why not just have a revenue department? And that makes yeah. just so much sense, doesn't it? You know, just, just merge them together because, you know, they're, they're getting yep. more merged together anyway without even thinking about it. It's, you know, yeah. better your marketing works, then the easier the sales department as, as job is. Yeah. So, they're, it's they're, trying to get everybody to work together. Mm. The, the biggest challenge in both camps, in both sales and marketing, is the ego, right? It's, <laughs> it's trying to help people to see that, that it's not about them and it's about the organization as a whole and that we can all work together to do the same thing. So what we're starting to see is marketers uh, creating content that gets sales. How do you think salespeople feel about that? Well, they feel threatened. Um, so it's trying to get, it's trying to overcome all these objections and barriers that are honestly so embedded in workplace culture. It's, 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 it, if you can get leaders to see how much that is holding them back from su- the success they're trying to achieve, that we, that so much so that they feel so strongly that we need to break down those barriers. That's when you want to get your sales and your marketing and your business development and your strategy teams into one room. We need to we need to like we need to shake things up, right? And and get get like to a place where we're all working together because we are all we all should be working together to the same for the same objectives, but we're not, you know. And that's what's broken. That's what needs to be fixed. And the, the great thing about it, Marcus, is, is it can be fixed if we feel strongly enough that we want to change the culture within our organization so that we have, like in this case, you know, the, this, this idea of the revenue team. In other words, whether you're marketing or sales, we're all here to create revenue and profits for the company. The more effective we can be at it, the better. And obviously, the more effective we can be at it, the more profits the company will ultimately make. So that's what it's all about. It's just trying to get everybody to see that, that vision um, and see that we're all responsible for that and that we're all here to work. You know, we're all here to work together. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, sadly, Chris, our time is running out quickly. And as I mentioned um, earlier, uh, we need to leave our listeners with three top tips. So hopefully you've got uh, three three tips that you can leave us with um, before we, we wrap up. Sure. Another three on top of the ones that we've already talked about. Exactly. So I would say like, I think top tip number one, um, I think for leaders and uh, marketers, which is really what we're talking about is marketing leadership role is top tip is we have to move, have to shift our attention away in terms of communication from telling to asking. Okay. So that's a big thing I'm, I'm asking you to do here. So how can we go from telling to asking? A very quick recommendation is read The Coaching Habit by Monk, Michael Bungay-Stanier. Okay. It's a big recommendation of mine for anybody that wants to make the shift between telling and asking. Marketers need to read this book. Leaders need to read this book. Everybody inside in sales needs to read this book. Um, everybody should read it. Absolutely. And that's, that's going to deal with a lot of the things that we talked about uh, today already, Mark. Um, another significant tip I think as well is that is if you can get your marketing and sales and leadership and business development teams into one room, I know there's loads of excuses about why you wouldn't want to do this or how you can't make it happen because of scheduling and all the rest of it. 
but make this the thing that you do this year is that you schedule time in for your sales and marketing and business development team who are responsible for strategy and leaders into one room and start breaking down the barriers between those departments so that we can all work together and and and, and just understand how business development strategy marketing and sales are all part of the same process right we all lead into each other, we all work with each other, we feed back to each other. So that'd be like tip number two is get that done. And um, God, I don't know, tip number three, uh, just, you know, one of the biggest challenges, Mark, is that I think that's an outcome of all this work that we've been doing in, in this area is that market departments are completely undervalued in organizations in ter- from a leadership perspective. So what I would recommend is that leaders take like, leave your desk right now, go to wherever your marketing team are and start getting involved with what they're doing and giving them the attention and support that they need. There's, we haven't got time to talk about it today. There's some videos on my LinkedIn that you could go and watch or on my YouTube, you could go watch as well. But the biggest question we ask that gets the biggest response from leaders and marketers is, did you know that compared to all other business functions within an organization, the marketing department has the highest rate of start, uh, staff turnover, right? And there's a whole host of reasons why this might be, Mark, but mainly it's because they're not getting the support or attention from leadership that they need. And it results in either overestimating what marketing are capable of or undervaluing what they're capable of doing for the organization, which leads to obviously uh, they just don't enjoy their work and they don't feel like they have an impact or purpose. So that'd be my three tips, bit long winded, but that's the three tips. So read the coaching habit by Michael Bungay, Staniar, get your team all in one room and start paying attention to your marketers. Brilliant. Thank you, Chris. I can't think, thank you enough for giving up your time today. Um, you've given such great value. I hope everyone listening um, has taken on board the, the, the importance of, you know, marketing leadership, um, and uh, so for now thank you and hopefully we will have another chat some other time about um, marketing have a great day thanks Mark thanks for your time it's a big subject so I'm sure we'll catch up again soon thanks very much for having me on thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please take a moment to leave a review Don't forget to check out The Reluctant Leader Project at www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. Make a note to start, stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. And until next time, be the best you can be.